the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Well, I, I don't understand, you know, folks, the, the Biden presidency has just beyond come crashing down uh, just in the in the past, really just in the past week. And the fact that, you know, there's certain things that you could say wasn't his fault, kind of fell in that way, what have you. But the fact that who put the watch on him, that as you're standing there and honoring the 13 service members who were killed at the, at the Kabul airport, and just, I mean, it absolutely gut-wrenching watching the remains arriving at the airport and and he's looking at his watch now the fallen u.s troops i want to play there's a good piece on this on uh, abc those 13 service members is so striking all of those killed in kabul were just children some just infants when the war in afghanistan began their remains now back on u.s soil a solemn, heartbreaking day at Dover Air Force Base in Delaware. Sunday, President Biden attending the dignified transfer of the flag-draped remains of 13 U.S. service members killed in the suicide attack at Kabul Airport while helping evacuate more than 100,000 Afghan allies and American citizens. The fallen include 11 Marines, a Navy hospital corpsman, and an Army soldier all of them so young, the country pausing to mourn, to honor their sacrifice. Marine Lance Corporal David Espinosa, just 20 years old. Marine Sergeant Nicole G, 23 years old. Days before her death, she was featured in this photo, cradling an Afghan baby at the Kabul airport, writing on Instagram, I love my job. Marine Staff Sergeant Darren Taylor Hoover from Salt Lake City at 31, the oldest. His father calling him one heck of a leader. Army Staff Sergeant Ryan Noss, 23. Marine Corporal Hunter Lopez, 22. Marine Lance Corporal Riley McCollum, 20, of Jackson, Wyoming, was just weeks away from becoming a father. Marine Lance Corporal Dylan Marola, 20. Marine Lance Corporal Kareem Nikowe, 20, from Norco, California, his father saying he did not hesitate to be called to duty. Marine Corporal Dagan William Tyler Page, 23, Marine Sergeant Johanny Rosario Picardo, 25, Marine Corporal Umberto Sanchez, 22, Marine Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz, 20. Navy Corpsman Maxton Soviak, 22, his father told a reporter that in the last FaceTime with their son, his mother told him to be safe. He said, don't worry, Mom, my guys got me. They won't let anything happen to me. She now realizes that they all just went together. All together, all doing heroic work, trying to save the lives of others. You know, folks, just it is absolutely gut-wrenching to go through that they need to be remembered of course they they are so young and i think it's as she pointed out that's martha raditz who i thought was very good over the course of the weekend she filled in on one of the sunday shows in um in and even senator sass saying you know the the actions of the biden administration folks let's go to it it's just terrible military bland blunders. Let's hear it. That the Taliban said this date was a red line. Given that ISIS is now carrying out these horrendous bombings and threatening more violence, 
wouldn't staying have put our forces more at risk? Joe Biden put our forces at risk by having no plan for how to evacuate. We are absolutely at risk, and we are at risk because the president has been so unbelievably weak. Abandoning Bagram base will be read about in military textbooks for decades as one of the stupidest military blunders ever. And the president has tried to claim that somehow, somehow his military advisors were for this. That isn't true. What is true is that the Biden politicals at the White House told the military, we're going to get down to only a couple hundred folks, and then we're going to get down to zero quickly. Therefore, they couldn't defend Bagram. And so we've been relying on the Taliban to provide security around the perimeter of an urban, mostly civilian airport that has a single runway. We have been in a ridiculously untenable position for the sake of evacuating these folks and keeping our word. Americans keep their word. Thirteen servicemen and women died this week. And our, our families across this country are in prayer for those families and for the ultimate sacrifice they have made. But they were doing something to make sure that no one was left behind. The commander in chief should be doing the same, which is make sure that no one is left behind. You know, that is um, Senator Ben Sass. He's exactly right. And I also want to go to folks. You know, I watch and always have a lot of the Sunday shows. I, I don't remember the last time I saw someone uh senator blinken who uh, to me at this point i i i don't you know what's senator uh, excuse me secretary anthony blinken um secretary of state i what is still amazing to me is no one has lost their job no one has lost their position and martha raddatz to her credit really pressed him yesterday saying the commitment to our afghan allies doesn't end on the 31st but your spokesman said the airport will not be open on september 1st and the taliban obviously can't secure its safety even when u.s forces are present so how do you realistically think any american citizens or afghan partners who are left behind will be able to fly out what would you say to them on how to get out martha a few things first um just uh, about 24 hours ago, a very senior Taliban uh, leader spoke on television and on the radio throughout Afghanistan and repeatedly assured the Afghan people that they would be free to travel after uh, August 31st. Oh, uh, and he, but, but Secretary what? Blinken, they do not trust that. I, I mean, I know about? you say you don't trust the Taliban, oh but now God. you're telling me we should trust what the Taliban I'm said. Not, no, Those I'm people not, in I'm not, hiding. I'm not saying that, Martha. I'm not saying we should trust the Taliban. Well, then what are you on, saying? On I'm simply reporting what. One of their senior leaders said, oh, "No one the believes them." He specifically cited as well oh. uh, those who worked for Americans and uh, any other Afghan for whatever reason. So that's point one. Oh, okay, point but I, I want to go back to that. You're you're trying to reassure our Afghan allies. They're not reassured. No those interpreters who aren't getting out. They're not reassured by a statement like that. That's right. So what more so, can you tell them to get out? How to get out? Certainly. And Martha, that was just point one. Point two is this. Um, 114 countries have made very clear that it is their expectation that the Taliban will oh, uh, uh, freedom of travel going past uh, August uh, 31st. So that is a clear expectation across the entire world, across the entire international community. Third, we have very significant leverage uh, to um, work uh, with over the uh, weeks and months ahead to incentivize the Taliban to make good uh, on its commitments. Fourth, we've been very actively planning for um, what would be necessary to keep the airport functioning, uh, either to uh, have it function um, right immediately after the 31st, or uh. if necessary, to take the steps uh, required to reopen it uh, in a timely fashion, working with uh, countries in the region who are very interested in helping. The Taliban have a strong interest in having an airport that functions. The Afghan people have a strong interest in an airport that functions. The entire international community has that interest. Finally, um, while the airport is critical and we're this determined guy should to see be that, removed. It, uh, that it remains open or that it reopens quickly, this should not uh, there be are Secretary other ways State. to leave uh, Afghanistan, including uh, by road. And many countries border Afghanistan. That's too, a very Taliban, dangerous trip. Again, yes. The Taliban is um, serious about the commitments that it's repeatedly uh, made in public, including nationally across the country. Since, since well when did they become cheerleaders the for the Taliban? The intends to hold the Taliban to. Uh, For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 
439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service, they provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree. Emergency service or bucket truck service. They'll get up in the bucket. Call Yankee Tree Service today for a free quote. 401 439 6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police Fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Thing to the John DePietro Show. Folks, joining us right now, I had the privilege of filling in for him when he had a national show. He's the former governor of Arkansas. You see him on Fox quite a bit. He is uh, just tremendous. And joining us right now, former governor of Arkansas, it is Mike Huckabee, Governor Huckabee, John DePietro, a pleasure to speak with you. Well, John, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you, and I'm uh, looking forward to our visit today. Uh, Governor Huckabee, I, um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the way that crime has just spiked out of control around the country. Every major city has seen this. Uh, as someone that's an expert in governing and law enforcement, um, what, what do you attribute this to what we're watching? A lot of it has to do with the lack of respect that people have for basic decency, for the property and well-being of other people. We've created a society in which people no longer value uh, each other's lives. And uh, there's such a coarseness to our culture and society. And that lends people to believe that they have a right to someone's else, someone else's property um, and if they don't like someone, they have a right to just go up behind them on the middle of the street and pop them in the head, take their their wallet or their purse. It's a very sad thing. It comes down to really a moral issue uh, where people, I believe, as my mother used to say, when I do something wrong, she'd ask, were you raised by wolves? Hmm. And I would say, no, mother, just by you, which didn't go over real well. Um, but I think sometimes I'm looking at so much of our culture and i'm asking were these people raised by wolves what do you make of um the way that uh, the mayor of new york city mayor bill de blasio uh basically has just allowed criminals to take over the streets of new york city well this is the the worst uh example of a mayor i think we have in america i don't know 
closely followed by Muriel Bowser in Washington and Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. Uh, but these are mayors who believe that we should coddle criminals and punish tax-paying, law-abiding citizens. I mean, it's just the other day that a New York cop uh, was accosted uh, by a thug who had been arrested 21 times, and he beat, uh, you know, trying to get out from under the cop's arrest, ended up shooting the police officer. This guy gets back out on the streets. When you don't punish people for doing bad things, they keep doing bad things. It's not complicated, John. You know, I, I tell people all the time, uh, whether you're raising children or training dogs, the behavior you reward, you get more of. And the behavior that you consequence, you get less of. Yep. So when you reward bad behavior, you just get a whole lot more of it. And we're rewarding bad behavior. Folks, I speak with Governor Mike Huckabee. And, Governor, it is distressing to see in basically every major city everywhere around the country uh, law enforcement under attack, police having a hard time uh, recruiting people. What, what do you think needs to be done to restore confidence and also support with, uh, with law enforcement? One thing is we've got to teach our children that the purpose of a law enforcement is not to harass us or hurt us. It really is to protect us. And cops can be wrong, but the time to argue with a police officer is not in the middle of an arrest or a question. It's later on. But if a police officer says, pull over, get out of the car, uh, the proper answer is yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. It's not why. What do you want out of me? No, I'm not going to do it. That goes back to that basic respect that our parents should have taught us, and it's something that ought to be ingrained into us, that we respect authority, and if authority abuses that trust, there are ways to deal with it, but it's not out on the street in the middle of the night. Folks, again, we're speaking with Governor Mike Huckabee, and Governor, the border continues to be just an onslaught of individuals coming. It's hard to argue. There's no way to argue that this is not as a result of who's in the White House. Do you ever think we'd see and go backwards the way we have regarding our southern border? You know, I, I really did not. Um, what is especially distressing right now is that, John, we're seeing something that makes no sense. The federal government is telling us that we need to be vaccinated. I'm fine with that. I've been vaccinated and happy and eager to get it to keep from having COVID as some of my friends have had. The, the problem that we're facing is that we now have a government that says that if you're uh, you know, a law-abiding citizen, you may have to wear a mask and show a card uh, just to go into McDonald's. But if you're an illegal alien, you can come right over. We're not going to require you to have a vaccination. Uh, we're not going to test you. And you can go anywhere you want to in the country. Don't worry about a mask. We're not going to make you have one. There's something terribly wrong with that. And American people aren't stupid. And if they keep voting for the kind of leadership that makes these idiotic decisions, then we're going to lose our country. Hmm. And we're already lost our minds. And I hope people will stop and realize this is the direct result of electing people on the far left who are more interested in protecting the people who break the law than those who actually live by the law. How would you describe uh, the leadership so far of the vice president, Vice President Harris? Um, non-existent, missing yeah. in action. Yeah. I think in order to uh, to find Kamala Harris, uh, I saw her picture on a milk carton the other day at the store. So, I mean, that gives you some indication that uh, she's simply not showing up for duty. And the only time she went to even to the border was at the one place on our southern border where it's least breached El Paso, where we have a very effective border and a wall. And she went there and acted like, well, doesn't look too bad to me. Hmm. Let her go to Mission, Texas or Del Rio. Uh, let her go to McAllen. Uh, she'll see some things that she does not want the press to see. That's for sure. Governor Huckabee, what are your thoughts on the, the progressive left? I mean, they, they just, you know, the whole defund the police movement, down on america uh people should choose not to work what do you think of some of the progressive uh, you know politicians that have have suddenly uh, landed on the landscape in our country the real tragedy john is that it's destroying the the inner workings of how a nation prospers and how it succeeds if you pay people more money to not work than they can make by working well they're not as stupid as the government and they won't work. Right. And what we 
you now is everywhere you go, help wanted signs. I'm in the middle of a construction project myself, and it should have been finished in April. It may not be finished until October. And a big part of the reason is is because nobody's willing to work. And they'll even say to the contractor, hey, you know, I'm still getting my stimulus check and my unemployment. I'm going to hang on to that until it runs out. Then I'll give you a call and let you know if I'm ready to come back to work. So we have a breakdown in the supply chain and in the workforce. Restaurants are having to contract the uh, number of hours that they're even open and uh, shrink the number of tables that they can uh, make available because they don't have the help. And it's not that we don't have jobs available, but here's a good example. Just last week in Arkansas, where I live, the uh, federal judge here, a judge named Judge Wright, uh, did something that was quite wrong. He told the state that they could not suspend the $300 extra unemployment benefits. Well, here's the point. As long as you keep paying people those extra dollars to not work, they're staying home. But if you said to them, hey, if there's a job out there, we expect you to go take. I have great sympathy, John, for people who can't find a job. But if somebody tells me they can't, I'll be able to within 15 minutes give them a long list of jobs that are available. Governor Huckabee, before we let you go, where where do you think – where do we go right now with COVID, where there's a lot of mixed messages? It certainly seems that we're starting to go backwards. Um, there's a percentage of people, it's it's a myth that elected officials feel they can, it's just a matter of persuading some people. There are many people that, regardless of the issue, will just will never be persuaded. But where do you see us going right now in this battle against the variant and COVID? Well, the tragedy is that the reason a lot of people don't want to get a vaccination and they don't want to do anything the government suggests is because people just don't trust the government. And I think we probably are better off getting vaccinated. We're better off taking some precautions, getting COVID behind us. And and that's something I wish we would do the sooner the better. But this is a government that told us don't wear masks and better wear them. In fact, you ought to wear two or three. But let's look at the bigger picture. This is a government that told us Benghazi was the result of a video that Donald Trump colluded with Russians. They told us that uh, Eric Swalwell is clean enough to be on the Foreign Service Committee, despite his romantic dalliance with a Chinese spy. Uh, You've got Adam Schiff, who has lied through his teeth and said he had incontrovertible evidence of collusion, never produced a shred of it. You have FBI and Department of Justice officials who use their power and abuse their authority to go after a sitting president. You you could just go through a long litany of ways in which the government has destroyed its credibility and it's made it so that people simply don't believe it. And the mixed messages that's come out of the CDC, uh, where if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. And now, even if you're vaccinated, you may need to wear a mask. It's that kind of, of duplicity that people are sick of. And then, John, I'll tell you something else that has really ticked off people, and rightfully so. When leaders demand of others what they're unwilling to do, whether it's Washington Mayor Muriel Bowser saying everybody's got to wear a mask, but then she has her birthday party and parties hard without one. You've got Gavin Newsom in California. I was just out there last week trying to campaign to help him get recalled because I think he ought to go. He tells everybody, can't go to a restaurant, have to wear a mask. He goes to the most expensive restaurant in all of California, the French Laundry Restaurant, takes his mask off, parties uh, like there's no tomorrow with a bunch of elite lobbyists. And then when he's caught, it's like, oops, my bad. Now, to impose on others something one is unwilling to do, I think for his little trip to the French Laundry, the voters out there ought to send him to the cleaners. Folks, again, he is always a joy to speak to Governor Mike Huckabee. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work. 
You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. J. Perry Paving always provides high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Residential, commercial, seal coating patios. Get your driveway paved. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios, and general masonry projects. J. Perry Paving, they offer free estimates. Call them today at 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. It's J. Perry Paving. Get your driveway paved. And if you're a veteran, no one has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J. Perry Paving has your back. Check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote today. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, a licensed insured contracting company they will meet your needs no matter how big or how small and no one treats veterans better than j perry paving call them today 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 for j perry paving you're listening to the john DePietro show folks weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website depetro.com joining us right now he is retired Amy Ranger, uh, and on top of that, served in Afghanistan, also Iraq. He is the author of the book, Leave No Man Behind. Former member of the elite 75th Army Ranger Regiment, deployed to Afghanistan and Iraq, support of the global war on terror. It is our honor to welcome to the program, and it is Dr. Tony Brooks, Doctor, uh, thank you for taking the time to speak to us on the John DePietro Show. Thanks for having me. Doctor, I'd like to start off with, you have experience, you were on the ground in Afghanistan, and the uh, something that the Biden administration is almost seemingly not even acknowledging, and that is the progress that women have made in the past 20 years in Afghanistan. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a stark contrast of what was happening during the Taliban years to, you know, just a few weeks prior to today. You know, women were not allowed to walk on the streets without a chaperone, show their skin, speak in public, uh, hold any type of job, or go to school under the Taliban. So when the United States moved into Afghanistan, women were essentially set free from slavery. Wow. And what we're watching right now is, you know, likely going right back to that. It's probably one of the worst, you know, human rights issues we've seen in our lifetime. I'm curious to what your reaction was just watching the events unfold from late last week over the weekend into Monday. You know, uh, my book came out on Tuesday, 
and that was supposed to be a very happy day. And for the most part, it was, but only a few days later, I'm watching on TV. Um, you know, I was angry. I was sad, you know, disappointed. Uh, I felt left behind, uh, ironically, given the name of my book. You know, it, it's, it's one of the worst moments of my life watching this on TV. Uh, I, and that, I think that says a lot. I mean, you, you know, the topic of my book is about a very ugly rescue in Afghanistan. Yep. And I've never felt so many emotions in such a short period of time in my life uh, this past week. Doctor, what steps do you think right now? Because certainly now there's the is the possibility that the Taliban could suddenly decide that they're going to take hostages with many of the Americans that are stranded in the country, can't get to the airport, basically in hiding. Uh, we don't know how many Americans are there. This this is not this is not going to end this week. I don't think it's going to end next week. Um, what 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 steps could the United States take right now? Yeah, I don't think it's just the United States problem at this point. Okay. I think the international community needs to step up and say, hey, we're, we're going to take back this airport and we're going to secure it and we're going to start getting people out. And, you know, we've already negotiated with the Taliban once and that didn't work out so well. I mean, what's stopping us from, from trying to negotiate now? We won't. We will not take you out if you get if you let us get our people out. Yep. I mean, what what are we losing there? Nothing. We've already lost. So th- that's my opinion on that on that matter. But this is going to be lasting a while, I believe. Folks, again, uh you're listening. This is Dr. Tony Brooks, uh his new book out and and um the title is Leave No Man Behind. Obviously, President Biden doesn't exactly so far uh, believe in that. If if you could also address on you know, President, some President, Doctor, some of President Biden's comments of, you know, I'm not going to pass this on to another president and no other American life. And just the real cold, hard attitude that he took in that speech to the country on Monday. Yeah, it was it was very disappointing for me. I mean, I think most people can agree that, yes, we wanted to get our troops out. But no one wanted this. No one wanted troops to come out and to be all for nothing. You know, how did we not have a peacekeeping mission in there? Um, how, I mean, I don't know if you've, if you've looked at, if anyone wants to review some of the reports on Afghanistan from the uh, Special Inspector General, it's SIGR.mil. And, and this is the Specially Appointed Inspector General's website. They've been reporting quarterly on the reconstruction of Afghanistan. This has not been a secret. We knew this was very likely to happen, and we just simply didn't have a plan to avoid it. What? What? Could, disappointing. What can you tell us about your time in Afghanistan? You were deployed there, two thousand five. Um, what, what part of the country were you there? Were you in? What can you tell us about it? And any type of interaction that you had with members of the Taliban? You know, I I didn't have a lot of interaction with the Taliban when I was there. My time in Afghanistan was basically on Operation Red Wings, which was the rescue of the lone survivor. The rest of the time was mostly training. It was, a, it was an odd time during the war where the special operations units weren't doing much because we were trying to win the hearts and minds at that time. So, you know, I'm probably not the best to talk about interactions with the Taliban, but I will say this, you know, in 2005, we were mostly done with our mission. And it picked up again later because of our inaction. So, you know, this has been a disaster for a long time. And we've known it. Um, how, how would you describe the Taliban as an enemy. I mean, people are hearing it about it, but the, uh, most people that I talk to and listeners, they, they don't have a full feel on what type of enemy they are, what their goals are, what type of leadership they are. 
What, what type of enemy is the Taliban? I'd say the Taliban are some of the most fierce fighters in the world. They've grown up in war. They lived their entire life in war. That's all they know. And to, to go into a country to try to fight a, an enemy like that, you have to be willing to fight. And, you know, I, I don't think that we were ever, you know, given permission to win this war. I called it in my book. I said this was a war of whack-a-mole. This was not a war. It was it was a game of whack-a-mole. We were only allowed to hit the mole when it popped up. And that's what we've been doing for the past 20 years. So, I mean, it, you can see the results of it. Folks, again, we are speaking with Dr. Tony Brooks. And, Doctor, I, I am um, very curious what type of thoughts and emotions and feelings you have as we approach the 20th anniversary of September 11th? Yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to go yet. I mean, I I was a freshman in college on 9-11, and I was there for maybe three weeks when, when 9-11 happened. And at that moment, I wanted to leave school and join the military. So... You know, it has a big impact on my life. You know, it turned me into an Army Ranger. So this year in particular is probably going to be one of the toughest. And it's, it's a little unfortunate because I think there's a whole generation, you know, there's a 20-year-old out there right now that really has no connection to 9-11. And we basically fought a shadow war for 20 years. Hmm. So it... it I think the general population isn't going to really care. And that's disheartening for someone who you know, went off to fight a war because of it. So I fully expect it to be a very rough 9-11. Folks, again, it's Dr. Tony Brooks. By the way, his new book now, Leave No Man Behind. And, Doctor, before I let you go, if you could just touch on that th this is not just a book about the military. This is, you know, this leave no man behind team first. This is something that could be implemented basically in any organization where you have different types of people involved with a common goal. Absolutely. I mean, the whole, the whole mantra of leave no man behind is that, you know, it's been around since the beginning of time and in war. One thing that, allows us to do things that normally we wouldn't do is that we know that every single person is coming home and we know that no matter what happens our buddies are going to come get us you know dead or alive and that allows that allows your mind to do things and your body to do things that you never would do so i think yes that should be in every organization should be thinking about this how is the mission bigger than an individual person Folks, again, the book is Leave No Man Behind, Dr. Tony Brooks, former member of the elite 75th Army Ranger Regiment. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300, MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing? bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today, MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. It's Tuesday, final day of August. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. I want to start off with some of the latest sound. Obviously, the Afghanistan situation just continues to be a disaster. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, who should not be employed should have lost his job 
But that's not going to stop him from going on Good Morning America with George Stephanopoulos. And here's a little bit, a little bit of what it sounded like. The president critics, Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas, quote, Joe Biden left behind Americans. He left behind vetted Afghan allies who risked their lives for our soldiers. A disgraceful lack of leadership from an incompetent president. Your response? My response is that leadership means taking a look at the situation and asking the hard question, what is going to be in the best interests of the United States of America, those American citizens still in Afghanistan, and those... So, best interests basically is leaving people behind, according to the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan. Let's go to the White House. Yesterday, Jen Psaki, the question, is the U.S. more or less safe today than we were before the Taliban took over? Is the U.S. more or less safe today than we were before the Taliban took over? Well, again, we are not going to do anything that's going to allow terrorists to grow or prosper in Afghanistan or any terrorist organization. That continues to be the president's commitment and his order to his U.S. military over the past several days and the actions that CENTCOM have announced. No answer. No answer or a yes or no. It was interesting last night seeing some of the parents. Folks, we are hearing reports that uh, things were definitely awkward uh, at Andrews Air Force Base as the families. Uh, some really gave it to President Biden. Here's what we learned from it was basically he just kept looking at his watch and they felt he talked about his son too much. That They, they said, I want to hear about my son. But see, folks, this is one of the problems that he's probably even unaware of how he's coming across to them. Gold Star Father Mark Schmitz, whose son, Jared, killed in Kabul last week, on uh, telling Sean Hannity what it was like with meeting with President Joe Biden. Joe Biden. And tonight we're continuing to remember the American heroes lost in last week's terror attack at Karzai International Airport in Kabul. 13 brave men and women from all across the country, as young as 20 years old, made the ultimate sacrifice, serving their country with honor, bravery, distinction, dignity. Remember, we have an all-volunteer military. These brave souls, they took on this challenge. These were America's finest, our national treasure that rose to the occasion, met the moment, represented the best, the very best our country has to offer. And quite frankly, they deserve so much better than this and better than to have Joe Biden you know, look down and check his watch during the dignified transfer of remains over the weekend. Like 12 Go times. Now, they're two gold star fathers. Uh. They lost their sons in last week's attack. Mark Schmitz, he's the father of Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz. Uh. And Darren Hoover, the father of Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover Jr., who went by the name of Taylor. Let me, let me start with you, Mark, if I may. Um, your son was sent back to Afghanistan to assist with the evacuation efforts. He said, it's something he always wanted to do. I never have seen a young man train as hard as he did to be the best soldier he could be. He went back just for this mission. Explain. Yes, he did. Uh, first, I, I, I just want to say that, that Jared has uh, exemplified so much that any man could ever strive for and made me so proud uh, to watch him undertake this uh, this endeavor and going into the Marine Corps and he uh, completed his boot camp uh, went to Jordan was excited about that and was constantly looking to do more and was given that opportunity yeah first I want to say to both of you if I may as a parent you know I nobody can understand the loss um, that both of you have gone through. Um, I can't imagine the pain that both of you are living through. And I'm very sorry about that. Mark, you met with Biden over the weekend. How did that go? Well, initially I wasn't gonna meet with him, um, but then I felt I owed it to my son to uh, at least have some words with him about how I felt. And uh, uh, it, it didn't go well. Um, he talked a bit more about his own son than we did my son, and that, uh. that didn't sit well with me. Wow. Your son was a, a hero. I can't imagine the pain. You know, again, folks, this is the, the way that we're watching the president struggle in, in every 
real-time situation, whether it's trying to answer a question or reading things he's not supposed to or anything like that, he's not suddenly going to be able to turn it on when he has to. He is exactly as you see him. And so in that situation, I you know, the whole thing of they, they shouldn't even have had a watch on him, but that was probably just like a nervous tick that he's looking at his watch for no apparent reason. There's nowhere to go. He doesn't have to be anywhere. Um, I don't know what... I, I don't know what to make of that whole thing other than he has his handlers, but they're certainly, you know, challenged and there's only so much they can do as his handlers. Let's go to CNN. Caitlin Collins, recent interview with ABC News. President Biden said U.S. troops would remain on the ground till every single America wanted to leave left. That obviously is not the case now since we've left Afghanistan. But Aaron, one question that the president will also face tomorrow is something related to what he said recently in an interview with ABC News, where he said U.S. troops would remain on the ground until every single American who wanted to leave Afghanistan had left Afghanistan. And what we just heard from the Secretary of State there is that not every American who wants to leave has left. He said he believes there are between 100 and 200 Americans still there. He thinks that number is closer to 100. And he talked about the efforts they took to try to get Americans out of there to assist them. But the bottom line is there are still Americans in Afghanistan who want to leave. That will be a big question for the president tomorrow, as many others, of course, on where this goes from here. Aaron. I have mixed emotions about that because there there are some people who just won't leave. They're, you know, well-meaning, a lot of... Um, charity organizations there's some church groups listen a lot of them they've they've known for a long time they should be getting out of there so i don't know what is the number of the people that say help me i want to get out of here and i can't or some of the people that are saying no i'm not going to leave these people i'm going to stay in here there's nothing you can do about those those types of people and again they have their own beliefs they have their own uh desires they're on their own path this is there are some organizations that go through different countries so it's not just americans um like i said various church groups and so forth there's some people who are are not leaving and that does present a problem without question so i think it's mixed and we don't know exactly the answer because of there were some people who do want to get out and have not been able to get out and then the people that, as much as they push them and lean on them and plead with them, they simply won't leave. So without question, that, you know, that presents its own challenges. Now, folks, close to the home, keep in mind, Governor McKee, um, he last week was a disaster for administration. He starts off Monday with his resignation of former Cumberland Police Chief Tony Silva chief of staff who resigned um i think dan mcgowan of the boston globe actually broke it down pretty well first mckee said he checked into it he was convinced nothing was done wrong the next day the governor announced an investigation by the state police the attorney general then tony silva told uh channel 12 that he wasn't resigning and then the weekend hits and then on monday he resigns so uh governor mckee is trying to spin this about a distraction but the problem is that this this whole thing um and and i'm not blaming anyone i'm just as an observer uh it, it played out like textbook case of now how not to handle these types of scandals this was governor mckee speaking with channel 12 here we go yeah so i think the statement that we put out joint statement uh shows that uh we recognize the um, the amount of uh, you know distraction that's going on right now. It's clear. I mean, all you have to do is, all you have to do is look at the, the newspapers, or you know, listen to any of the media. It's uh, and we and Tony's professional. He understands that uh, that distraction can't get in the way of us recovering on the COVID, making people keeping people healthy. Uh, you know, keeping our economy going. And uh, and and today, a number of our schools are going. Well, it's still a problem. Um, and something that's not going to go away. The investigation doesn't go away. And the problems with Tony Silva, uh, it, it, temporary, and certainly takes it off a little bit, but that that is um, that was uh, quite an extended period of instability, I think is a, 
a fear word to use, to put it mildly. Folks, a lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. It's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with J.K.L., 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call JKL 401-351-7600. Remember, JKL Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's JKL. Call them 401-351-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have a links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. Calvino, call for a free consultation today, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com. Were you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400. It would be great if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should, but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation, 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com.